What up, y'all? It's your girl, Nella B. And this is CV. And we here, man. Hey, family. Welcome back. Welcome back, y'all. Hey, we here as always. But today we have a very special guest. And you know, everybody always says that. You can probably hear him giggling in the background. We got Captain Fresh in the building today. Hello. <laughs> That's all you're going to say? Hello, viewers. <laughs> so we brought <laughs> Captain Fresh on the air today because in our last episode, if you guys are following, and we know you are, but in our last episode, we kind of blurted something out that we think should get a little more attention. So we have a special announcement today and our second guest on the show. We're going to let Jackson announce that. Text our third guest. <laughs> We're going to have a baby. We're having a baby. And it's going to be a girl. And so who who do we have here? We're having Seb. <laughs> yep, there we go. So, guys, we are having a baby. We're having a little girl. And I know that kind of came out all weird. CV put me on the spot. It's totally his fault. My bad. <laughs> so I, I want to say anybody I didn't get the opportunity what? to tell... Um, yeah, I feel bad, man. You know, I had a homeboy today. <laughs> he uh, he hits me up and um, he was like, "Yo, fuck you." I was like, "What?" I was like, what? "Oh, my bad, Jackson. I wasn't supposed to say that in front of him." But he he said explicative me or ex- expletive me. Why it, can't you say that word? I can't say it in front of the. I, no, why can't you say expletive? I don't know. I just be messing it up. But yeah, so um, he hits me up and he was like, "Yo, like." Yeah, man, that's that's messed up, man. I had to find out on the podcast. But congratulations, man. <laughs> and then he went back to, um, you know, because I, I had to call him after yeah, I got the text right. message. And um, I felt bad, man. So, you know, I definitely want to say anybody that we may have forgotten to share this news with, especially friends that we may I Please don't know. charge it to the mommy brain. I uh, definitely wanted to let this little one cook a little bit before I made any announcements. We had done that before and unfortunately had a miscarriage. So we definitely wanted to um, make sure we got out of the first trimester before we did that. But since we do have Captain Fresh on the air today, I just want to ask you, how do you feel about being a big brother? Good. Good? You got to tell the people more. Give them more. I feel great. And, I can't, and I'm going to be a big brother. I'm going to do everything for myself. For yourself? Yes. Word, so we don't have to take care of him no more, y'all. We totally plan on holding him to that. (laughs) So what else, what are you going to do for your sister? Take care of her. How you get, you changing diapers? Yes. Oh, you you are? Oh, really? Yeah. I'd be happy to let you change all of the diapers. (laughs) Don't say anything on the air that you're going to regret. Actually, okay, no (laughs) more. Yeah, I thought so. So so. what is the first thing that you want to teach Sev? How to dance. How to dance. You told me that was really important. So why is that really important? I really important? don't know how that's going to go, people. It's not important. You t- But you told me before you thought it was important. No, it wasn't. Oh, okay. Never mind. So we changed our mind on that. But uh, Jackson asked me a very important... You see... It's crazy because at first when we started the show, I said, okay, we're going to announce you. We're going to announce you as Captain Fresh. And he said, no, just Jackson. And I convinced him he needed a radio name. And as you can see, I can't stick to it. So, Yeah, just like I can't call her by her her show, show name. <laughs> but um, he asked me a really good question yesterday. He said, Mama, even though you're going to have a baby, am I still going to be your baby? And what did I tell you? Yes. I don't know why she's lying to this boy. 
Cause you know what? Because <laughs> you're you're my favorite boy, because right? Because I and and because I was the first baby, so exactly. Oh, yeah. So you. Well, my first. mom told me today. She said, "Well, I don't care if y'all are having another baby because that's my boy." <laughs> I, I just looked at her. All I could do was laugh. He's he's whispering secrets, and I don't know how I feel about that. No, this is all about you. So we just gonna talk about you and Seb, okay? Okay. <laughs> so, um, you're my favorite boy, right? Yeah. And he said he said a while back, Mom, if you have another boy, then I won't be your favorite boy. So I want a sister, and luckily that worked out to his advantage. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything else you want to tell the people? That this will be the greatest time of my life and I get the sister. Oh, that's so yeah, You said that until she started taking your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. you feel about that? You going to share? Yes. You sure you able to do that? Because you've had, you know, five glorious years of not I having I said yes. <laughs> Man. Okay, well, I hope y'all heard him loud I, and clear. You had to hear him loud yeah. and clear because he all up in the mic. But we want to thank you for coming to the show today, Captain Fresh. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we hope to have you on a few more times, okay? Yeah, will. All right, I love you. Love you too. <laughs> Bye, boy. Bye. Bye, everybody. All right, guys. So now that we've gotten our announcement out of the way, we hope that all of you are sharing in our joy and honor of Mother's Day. We're going to talk about motherhood, the good, the bad, <laughs> and the ugly. A happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, single. And also co-parenting households as well as married couples. Happy Mother's Day to yeah, you. Yeah, to the new mommies and the surrogate mommies and the unwitting moms. That's the aunties who ended up with babies and they don't really know how. And, <laughs> they got stuck with kids. And for the real champs, happy Happy Mother's Day to the fellas that are single dads out there. We don't do that. You know that. what I'm saying? Out there doing hair. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Having to hold it down by themselves. So, happy Mother's Day to my men out there. That brings, the up a, that brings up a really good point, though. Like, I think Mother's Day is for mothers and Father's Day is for fathers. Point blank, period. End of story. That's just how I <laughs> I'm just but, joking. I just love those memes, though. The memes be funny. <laughs> but I totally get it. So, motherhood, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I want to start with pregnancy, okay? I want to start with Ladies, it's okay to not love being pregnant. I know it feels like we can't say that. You're like, oh, if I say that, then something's going to go wrong or somebody's going to think I'm not a great mom or whatever would have you. But you're a human being and your body is being invaded by a parasite. And it kind of sucks. Damn, you just called our baby a parasite. I, I, I love her to death. She is a miracle to me. But it sucks. I... I you know what I agree with you but from a different perspective like one I just think it's retarded like I don't get it like cause I mean y'all like all before y'all get pregnant y'all be like man I just want one more that's cause we you were know. sold the myth <laughs> but y'all crazy because y'all especially if you already had one and like you already know what it's like to have this person living inside of you Pregnancy wasn't my first pregnancy wasn't bad. No, man, you've been separated for so long now, you don't even remember how good or bad it was. Like, I will say, like, this time around, though, it's been rough. Like, so we've been moving. CV's done all the heavy lifting, and I, I thank him for that. Shit I would, sucks. would not have made it without him. However, um, I'm just trying to pack up clothes from the place that we were staying, and I'm literally like doing things for five minutes 
throwing up or dry heaving and then taking a 15 minute break and getting back to my little five minute spurts all this you know tmi that y'all probably didn't really want to know but but this is motherhood welcome whatever Whatever. (laughs) i don't even want to see that side of her he doesn't and he's like pretty annoyed with it but we got another five months so it is what it is you know yeah, man. So, uh, we attended a little forum where we're from, well, where we're living now, and they were talking about different issues related to dating, and somehow we got on to mommy issues, the dreaded mommy issue. Yeah, I mean, mommy issues is something that kind of um, plays out in a lot of people's uh, lives, I think. One thing I'm going to say is, before we even talk about that, I have to talk about the good. I have to it, no for real because if I'm gonna lay out some things with mommy issues, end on a good note or bad note. So you go ahead. You yeah, I'm gonna start try with try this ship, daddy. Yeah, so I'm gonna start with the good because you know, like if you're in a good argument or if you're trying to get your point across, nobody wants to hear the bad. So the first thing I'm gonna say before I talk about my mommy issues is I'm gonna say <laughs> my mom was a very loving mom. I I had more than one mom in my opinion. Um, I had my grandma, I had my mom, and then I had my Annette. I lost my grandma when I was in seventh grade. And ironically, probably about two, three days before she passed, three days before she passed, we got in an argument. And she told me to my face, you need to be kinder to your mom, and you need to actually listen to her, and y'all need to do better. Because I was, like, really in this little rebellious stage with her. And she passed away. And I, I was mad at her, that uh, you know, my grandma when she passed. But anyway, that's not what this is about. <laughs> but, you know, I had, so I had all these loving family and anybody that has met me or knew me, they'd be like, man, you spoiled. So much so. Yes. Nella B, Absolutely. she was at, my mom did a little birthday joint for me and she cooked all my favorite foods and all my aunts did the same. So like I had my Aunt Marie's macaroni. I had my What he aunt don't North. tell you though is they will cook his favorite foods at other people's events, but we'll talk about that later. Hey, you know, you know what I'm saying? Perks of being the favorite, you know what I'm saying? At least they made me feel like I'm the favorite, but you know what I'm saying? So I had my Aunt Marie's mac and cheese. I had my Aunt Nora's okra prelo. Uh, I had my mom's roast. Um, the only thing I did not see present, and uh, you know, on, at this particular soiree was uh, my mother's red rice. So that was, you know, unique to the day. But she made me a pot roast, and her pot roast is so tender. Like I mean, to the point where like you don't even really need a real metal fork. You can use a plastic fork and cut that thing. <laughs> that joint is so good. But I'm spoiled in that way. So I was spoiled with love, right? Um, and the reason why. Uh, earthly possessions were never a big thing is because we didn't have a lot of bread when I was growing up. So that's um that's that's all the good. You want to give the good? And when you see and when you, you know, I just want to say to piggyback off what he's saying, when you don't have a lot, you really see your mother's resourcefulness, I think. You really see her ability to like pull things together and that is something that I hope to instill in my children. Um, because even though we hope to have more, we definitely want to live within our means and (laughs) live in a way that we teach our children that materials, material goods are not all there is to life. So I think that's definitely a good life lesson. Um, my good, I had a a lot of good, I have a lot of good moments with my mom. Um, we, it's difficult for me to draw on those because you never really think about the good until I don't know like we kind of go backwards and, and reminisce on them 
when some stuff when bad stuff happens but um we moved around a lot my mom was a military mom and I spent a lot of time being raised by my grandmother so I guess like CV I kind of had two moms I had my mom and had my grandmother who really did a lot for me and um, showed me different places and had different experiences it's because of my mom that I love all things music, all things Broadway. I definitely will say that she has um, fostered the art, the artist in me. Um, we've been to ice capades. We've been to. <laughs> I, it's so funny and not to be like bougie or anything, but we res- recently went to. Um, what's it called universal cool. circus right so this is a one ring circus under the big top i know she was like <laughs> that's all the rings i was like what do we go to another tent or something like because i'm used to going to barnum and bailey circus three ring circus circus in madison square garden when she said madison because- square though <laughs> i was like damn you went to madison square like when you was little yeah like you know big ass shows my mom like in all honesty, will do anything for me. When we lived in, um, we used to live in Brooklyn, and somebody made made the mistake of telling her I was cute. And at, from that point on, she was like, "That's it, model calls." We spent lots of times on subways. We spent lots of times in agencies. Like she made do for me. Like anything I said to her that I want to do, she did. Um, and so that was. I mean, that's that's the good like moms sacrifice and moms make sure that you don't go without. And and there's a lot of good and a lot of benefit to to moms, basically. Yeah, man. Moms always do the spoiling. I, I must say that. And um, I mean, to, to a great degree, I was definitely spoiled. So he says was as if it's like not still happening. OK. <laughs> okay, but I don't get it on a regular basis. And it's it's so funny to me because um, so I will do the same with Jack, and he'll be like, "Put that boy down! Don't let him cuddle up with you." Probably. Why, why he gotta have a separate meal? Why you gotta have a separate meal? Let me explain, like- <laughs> people. Maybe I want him to be better than me, right? No, it's not that I'm hating. It's not that I'm hating on Lil Jack. Is it, I, I might want him to be a little bit better than me, but you know. But I, I, mean, I, but I, I think you're a great guy, a great father, and spoiling didn't hurt you, right? No, but I had very unrealistic expectations for what my wife <laughs> would do, right? Because, like, my mom is a cook, cleaner, all oh, the stuff God. like that. And this woman right here is like... Are we getting she into needed, the bad? Huh? Are we getting we into the bad? We're about to in a minute. <laughs> I know. Yeah, this, is this, where is I'm like, this is where I'm like, these expectations that he had due to his mom like that borders I guess it's good because it's good to have good expectations but he is probably in for a major lit down because he did not marry a woman like his mom man you stupid his mom taught him to mop walls y'all please call in let me know (laughs) if you've ever seen anyone mop a wall man look man it's spring cleaning man it's a tradition Anyway, no, but so like at the um, at the event that she kind of prefaced uh, a little bit earlier, um, it was um, it was hosted in Columbia by a dude named Spirit, um, and it's it, you know it's like a soulful Sunday type deal that they do. This was the first time they ever did a panel discussion. So, um, I do you remember what the question was? So, the question was basically about um, finding a relationship when you're a single mom and how do you 
Like you're a woman who doesn't need a man and you can oh, do yeah, all yeah. these things for yourself. And this particular lady that was speaking went into, you know, I told my son he's the man of the house and it's just me and him. And, you know, he's got to do this and he's got to do that. And he's five or he was six. Yeah. And my eyebrow immediately went up like no what are you doing to your son so like just like we said daddy issues aren't just for the guys mommy issues aren't just for the women but i think they deeply deeply impact men what would you say about that so like when she was talking she was just like you know and she tried to further clarify it and say hey you know i just mean it's just me and him i'm his ride or die so like my mom never said anything like that to me but Without words, and you know, nonverbal communication is is huge. Um, you know, I've been there through my mom's dating uh, different guys, and she wasn't out there thought or nothing like that. <laughs> but you know, what I'm saying like she's she's had pretty much long term relationships. One guy she was with for most of my childhood, but you know, I've seen the unfulfilled relationships in that, and I know you know the relationship she had with my father. And so, like, in a, in, a, in a sense, the inconsistency that I saw in her life, I wanted to feel that. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, you know, it's one of those things, and I never talked to anybody about this, so it was kind of weird. Like, when that lady said that, it hit me. I was like, you know, it took me back to that Kanye song. I remember when he came out with it. It was I don't think it was ever, like, on an album, but he was like, I'm my mama's boyfriend, you know. I'm her little husband. And then he says um, in the song also that, you know, we the kids, we the voices mm -hmm. of all the bitter parents and all that stuff like that. So, like, I saw her go through all of those different shifts and turns in the relationships that didn't work out. And I always, I was like, you know, when I grow up, I'm going to get big. I'm going to get my mom a house. I'm going to take care of her. F these dudes. Like, she don't need them. Yeah. And, you know, it just, it just actually just really hit me. You know, it's, it's a burden, man. I don't know if there's anybody out there, you know, and, and, and single moms, I don't know if there's any way that you can really alleviate that. But it's so real. Like, like for a second when I was sitting there in that room, I was just like, I kind of almost teared up because I was thinking about that. And I was like, that little six-year-old kid that she was referring to, it's like he going to have some, some heavy crosses to bear. And he, I mean, CV is exactly right because I've, I have, of course, never said anything like that to Jack because I have a, a male role model for him in the home. And I actually prayed against that while I was pregnant. So when I was pregnant with uh, Jackson, CV and I were on not so great terms, to put it nicely. Yeah. <laughs> to put it nicely. And I prayed, Lord, please don't let me make this little boy into my boyfriend. Do not let me put that burden <laughs> on him because I've seen what that can do to men. And even though I prayed against that, he still to this day will say, Mama, I have to protect you or, you know. Yeah, you say that now. I'm like, bro, what you going to do? Yeah. And because, you, weigh, you weigh like 25 pounds. What you going to do? And because I'm pregnant now, I think it's gotten a little bit stronger. And I said, no, that is not your job. Your job is to be a kid. It is daddy's job to protect me and your job to learn, you know, from from what daddy does. Your job is to um, 
your job is to respect me. Like, you know, he went through this little hitting phase and he would pretty much hit anybody. And I would tell him, you don't hit mama. Like, you don't see daddy raise his hand to me. You do not raise your hand to me. Even if you saw daddy raise his hand to me, you don't do that. I also, I make sure that he doesn't get in between, you know, anything that, any spats that we have. He got a problem with that. Like, if he see me tickle her, he be trying to jump in like, you know, Man, them boy pushed me off the bed because Jackson was trying to rescue me. And it was this whole nother thing. I don't try to do a tickler foot, y'all. Exactly. And, And he does not like that. I mean, like, huff and puff and mad. So I think a little bit of that is innate to protect the person who created you but at the same time the messages that we send our sons or send our daughters are are definitely they can be detrimental I think you know I I think it might be innate but there probably needs to be a conversation yeah like it's I think that there's not there's a lack of awareness so like one thing I realized as I grow up is that like our parents don't know as much as we give them credit or automatically assume that they would know right. or have, right? So we all know that there's a lack of um, mental health awareness in the African-American community. This is my wife's favorite topic. But I think that there has to be some awareness um, in our community with single moms mm-hmm. or, or just mothers and fathers, period, because... Absolutely, and I think she does. Oh, sorry. I, I was just gonna say, I'm pretty sure my mom was completely unaware right. that I felt like this. And, and the thing is about it, um, you know, Kiki Palmer was on the Breakfast Club, and she said, you know, as we learn, we go back and help our ancestors, and that's true. And I think, you know, the younger generation of parents, the more we learn, the more we can, you know, help our parents become better parents on the on the on the back end um but the thing about it it's hard to bring it up because it never comes out the way that it's supposed to come out so you know cv knows that (laughs) we we talked about daddy issues and i was okay with talking about daddy issues like i have daddy issues um my father is deceased so i'm not able to share those with him and i've i've kind of been able to process those through counseling (laughs) but this topic is hard for me because of course my mama's still living uh (laughs) she don't listen to the podcast but be my luck this be the first damn episode she listened to hey I'm sorry but I'm gonna laugh so hard and she be like I listened to your little podcast so I heard your podcast and what you're not gonna do but the thing is we have definitely had conflict we definitely had conflict and I think that it's gotten worse as I have become head of my own household yeah like since you became a mom like your shift in growth has (laughs) been a conflict absolutely because i so I used to work for DSS and I would see people who were perpetuating this 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 cycle and like they had been in foster care their parents were on welfare and it just kept going and I was like why don't you parent the opposite like you didn't like that so why don't you parent the opposite and so for me I parent the opposite which has caused so much turmoil (laughs) because I remember us getting I don't know if you remember this one I remember us getting into a huge spat because my sister was letting my son listen to her headphones listen to her music and I said I said hey is that unedited is that edited music and my mom was like why would you ask her that like I would let her listen to it, you know, ratchet music or whatever. Please keep in mind, at the time, my sister was like 18, 19 years old. So there's I, no there's Like, she no knows telling. exactly right. what she was so listening to. There's no telling what she was listening to. And I said, 
Are you serious? When her phone rings, it says, I don't fuck with you. So it's, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you don't like, know what everything. what she's mama. listening to. Oh my God. That prompted World War Three in our house. And it, it, it just got worse and worse. Like, yeah. things just kept happening. I, look, man, I'm not really like a huge, like, religious dude, but I had to show, you know, I had to say a prayer. <laughs> like, for real. Like, there needed to be a moment of silence. Oh my gosh. And I mean, it, I don't even remember. Oh, okay. So first I, first I would like to say the issues that I see with mothers and daughters, because we talked about a little bit what we see with mothers and sons. The issues that I see with mothers and daughters are, um, the unfulfilled goals of the mom sometimes become a burden for the child, meaning there's a lot more pressure on the daughter to do things that mom didn't do so that mom can live through them. Or I see, you know, if the daughter, like when the daughter doesn't meet those expectations, the mom feels like a failure. I don't know what me and my mom's issue is per se. Well, I do know what the issue is. Yeah, I, I was about to say, I <laughs> I mean, I, I'm fully aware of what, what y'all's issue it's are. so hard. It's yeah, so hard. I don't know if we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of this, y'all. <laughs> Like a, I don't know. I don't know if we can just because, uh, again, this is something I'm working through in therapy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, like, you know, maybe a few months ago, it all came to a head because my mom is very sensitive. She's very overprotective of me. She's very overprotective of the people around her. And I, I do see that as a strength. But on the flip side of that, it can become a flaw when like... You know, the, the the particular issue when it came to a head is I was saying something about my dad. My dad reminds me so much oh, of... Oh, I'm sorry. This is by far, <laughs> by far the the scariest but funniest shit ever. I, it wasn't funny in the moment. What? But it was funny afterwards. And it's interesting to me to hear him say it was scary. So we'll probably have to like... Yeah, that shit was scary. Your ass was up here crying and shit. Like, go ahead. Tell, them, tell the people. So it came to a head. My, my dad... Is very much like LeVar Ball. Like, oh my gosh, that is my dad, 100%. The persona is matched to 100%. Like, <laughs> like, they even look alike. Yeah, you should just put him on. Like, SNL don't even need to get Keenan to do that one. They need to just call him, and he could just, they like, just be you. Just just do what you do on a daily basis. And so I was saying that, and then my mom, who had not seen LeVar Ball, but had heard a little bit about his antics, was like, that's not your dad. Your dad doesn't act like that. Da, 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 da. Got in a huge argument about it. And I was just like, you know what? I'm done talking. So I left the room. I left the room, people. So. <laughs> hey, look, look. Before that, because, you know, Nella B going to be innocent. I'm, but you, like, I am a bit my of an woman, antagonist. My woman is slightly <laughs> antagonistic. And it's all in her tone. And she just she just has this way of pushing your buttons, and she knows everyone's buttons. I because, do. Like I think she could be a great poker player because she knows your tail. <laughs> so at the end of the day, she knew exactly how to push her buttons, and so she after she has pushed the red button, she gets her ass up and goes upstairs. Go yeah, ahead, because in my mind it should be done by then. Right? No, you know? no. See, she want to leave. She want to do her <laughs> mic drop technique and then ride out. Nope. And, and and let me just tell you that this Not particular that incident. No, this particular incident really. I've oh I. I always said I wanted a house full of boys. I had a boy. That energy was too much. And so I was like, you know what? I want a girl. But this incident really makes me like fearful. Like, oh my god. 
oh my god she could be like she me. gonna test her ass she could be like me or, and, and i keep seeing these me- these memes that say nobody test your gangster like your second child and i'm like shit yep. and she gonna <laughs> test that ass boy stay up but so i leave the room i am pursued out of the room and chaos ensues now i won't go into details only to protect the innocent but <laughs> I, I chaos ensues i find myself screaming for my husband <laughs> and i had never seen her move so fast y- yeah no that shit was actually kind of scary i was like damn that's that that's that good 40 speed but i will i will say that I believe that it needed to come to a head. I believe that the tensions, because, you know, as a counselor, people expect us to have our lives all together and, you know, not to, I guess not to like discredit our profession at all, but we have our own issues. Like we're human. Yeah, we are human beings. Every counselor at that thing that we uh, went to, well, I know at least two or three of them said that they go to counseling. Right, right. Like one said he had just started, but nonetheless, as a professional, they understand. Yeah, and we're human beings, and the reason we it's harder for us to deal with our own stuff is because we have a personal stake in our own stuff. Not to say that we don't care about our clients, because we absolutely do, but when we go home, that doesn't impact us. And so I had had the hardest time talking to my mom about what it was that was bothering me. So... You know, like a movie, it would if this were a movie, it would start with me screaming for CV and then it would be like, I bet you're wondering how I got here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yep, that's my mom. That's me. You know, it'd be And and long story short, the way we got here, it and it took again, it took this coming to a head for me to process what my mom was going through. I always kind of felt neglected um, because when my father died my mom told me I remember she said she lost her best friend and so when when my father died my mom in my opinion forgot she had a seven year old child and so in a lot of ways I I didn't feel like I could grieve that I felt like I had to um, grow up a little quicker I kind of became parentified and, and in my opinion because my mom always says you go out there and you tell them people you raising me don't you and sometimes, <laughs> and sometimes I do because sometimes I felt like that. But I never processed. Um, my dad died of HIV at a time where people didn't understand the virus. Uh, and so they, they weren't getting the help that they were supposed to have. My mom was retiring from the military because my dad was medically discharged. Um, moving from Brooklyn to Sheraw, South Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask him to describe Sheraw and then man, that look, and man. then that came out of his mouth. <laughs> man, I don't know how to describe Sheraw, man. No offense to the people who we, we know and loved and are still there, but God. Sheraw, South Carolina got all of maybe four stoplights. Yeah, man. The boy got a Burger King, a Taco Bell. They got a Chinese food. And a hot never, be, never be said that shit was good. That shit was garbage. It was a while since I had been And you know, there. I judge a food by city. Uh, like, well, before I was married, I used to judge a city by women and food. Now I just have to go by food. Um, and that's it. <laughs> He's just still judging by women. He just ain't telling me. <laughs> but yeah, so she's retired from the military. She's moving from Brooklyn to Sheraw. Her husband is, is in the VA hospital dying. And she still has a kid to raise. I never processed the impact all of that had on her. 
And that's one of the things I think is hard for mothers, for parents, especially before mother you you take that to heart your ki- your kids don't understand it. how do you explain it to them yeah and unfortunately for us it took my father's been dead for 26 years now yeah and it unfortunately for us it took that altercation to really sit down and have the conversation um so that's we, good that y'all had it though <laughs> I mean it sucks that it had to happen but it sucks that that had to happen but it had to happen like I don't I don't know how else it would have it didn't have to like, if, if <laughs> I don't if, know how else it would have come out like because you said, I've tried. self care though. So like if you did that, if she did that much earlier in life, then it wouldn't have came to her. She would have understood those emotions earlier. You're and right. so emotional intelligence is something that never be preaches to to Captain Fresh. And uh, you know that's just being self aware and and, and ex- always expressing his feelings. Even if it's something we don't want to hear. It's exactly. just he has to do it in a respectful exactly. way because we're still his parents. He totally just came in the room um, before we recorded and everything. I was on Marco Polo with my friends. And in the middle of my Marco Polo, he goes, do you have a moment? And I was like, yes. Um, okay. <laughs> give me, guys. He does not want us on devices. I know. I was like, guys, give me a second. Yeah. I'm in trouble. And he goes, I'm mad at you. And I allow my child to do that because I didn't. Why was he mad? Uh, wow, Did your husband upstairs all this time? No. Something about the game. Oh, you didn't play? I guess I guess I didn't play a game. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I was playing know. with a man. Look, it's so bad. I was struggling, too. <laughs> I fell asleep, like, with the controller in my hand at one point. He was mm. like, Daddy, We on old. Move. We on old people's status. I was like, bro. Like, no, but I'm under the weather, y'all. So if I sound different, it's because, like, I don't know what's wrong with me. You know? But, you know, I allowed him to do that because I didn't feel like I could do that. And it wasn't that I couldn't do it. Um, it wasn't that my mother wouldn't allow it. I didn't feel like I could because she I knew she was going through something and I didn't know um, what it was. I knew she was sad all the time. I knew she was crying all the time. So kids are smart. If you're crying all the time, then I shouldn't cry because that means you need to you need to take a yeah. moment to deal with me. And, and clearly you're dealing with your own stuff. I did not cry about my father's death until I was 13 years old. And the only reason being and he passed away when I was seven. The only reason being is because I was that's when I was told what he really passed away from. You know, people didn't want to tell me it was HIV. They didn't think I would understand. But I was crying really because I had been lied to. And so then I'm carrying that around and I'm carrying that angst, uh, you know, with my mom. And so I will say this. Mothers, fathers, be honest with your children. They are smarter than we give them credit for. And I honestly believe that they come here to teach us something. Um, Because through that little spat with my mom, going back to Kiki Palmer's quote, you know, as we help ourselves, we help our ancestors. I, I told my mom, I think you need counseling. You have not processed these things. I'm just realizing these things. You're retiring from the military. That's all you know. You are moving from Brooklyn to the Podunk. And then your best friend died and you've never sat down and talked to anybody about it. You have to process these things. And all before when I would tell my mom she needed counseling, it would come out like this. You need counseling, which she heard as Mm -hmm. you're fucking crazy. Do something with yourself. And she was able to receive it because I was a little more open to it. But um, you have to be honest with your kids. And and I'd like to think that we're pretty honest with Jack well, I think you gotta fresh. be honest with yourself first <laughs> honestly absolutely I mean because you know listening to that I don't. I, I think there might have been a little 
bit of a block. Yeah. And yeah. and it's funny because when you look at it, I felt I felt neglected, but I'm pretty sure she felt like she was protecting me from something. You know what I mean? Like when I when I go back, um, you know, again, I, I'm gonna say my mama went out there thoughting, but I know my past, and I know I got it from somewhere. So. Oh, no. Like you know, I was actually talking to my mom today, and it was real interesting because she was like, "I just don't know if I can do this job no more." They they getting on my nerves. You talking about retiring? Well, she has the years to do so at this point, right? Yeah. So I was like, "But your ass broke. You can't do that." So like, I was just like, "Well, what's she gonna do now?" Yeah. And so you know, we went over salaries, and I was like, "Look, for you to live, you need to make about twelve to thirteen thousand dollars more a year, and if you need to go get a certificate or something and do, move on to another career, we can look at that because I ain't your little boyfriend." And, and this. I just, is and you know what I'm looking I'm looking at the recording time and I've taken up a good chunk of the time and we haven't even gotten to see these mama's issues mommy issues is it <clears throat> this is one for him yeah so like <laughs> the hardest thing for me I remember was when I first uh, when Nella being I got pregnant and when we found out like you know I'm the daddy and <laughs> why you had to say it like that <laughs> I'm just saying because we weren't together at the time so I had to confirm that. You know what I'm I always said if I got pregnant out of wedlock that you know I ain't care if you had already it's, said it's that or not. Always it's always mama's baby, daddy's maybe. So I always said I would do uh, a DNA test. Still daddy's baby, uh, still daddy's maybe. Even if you married out in this society, not saying anything against you. I trust her. He got that first one, but this one he ain't gonna get. He had no. I knew when I no, but I knew when I not. And um, oh god. Anyway, let's that this one was here, but anyway, um. <laughs> Check it out. So, like, you know, like, it was a hard conversation at the time, you know. Like, I'm making six figures. I'm like, yo, mom, um, I got you. You know, I was still sending her money. Like, actually, like, my we lost my grandfather that year. And, like, I was really sending her money for him to help out with his medication. Um, and it was funny because I really didn't have to send it anymore because we had, I got her set up on, like, whatever Medicaid thing for mm -hmm. him. And so his medications were covered. But I still sent her, you know, that bread. So she always had that cushion. And, um... You know, it was just like since I was making it, I didn't have no problem with it. Something happened, or oh, you need twelve, fifteen hundred dollars, whatever. I got you. Um, but you know, having a kid and a wife and whatever, you know, like that don't changes. Yeah. And I just I had to make a decision. I was just like, hey, mom, I gotta have a talk with you. I can't do these things that I used to do for you. And um. And there are men out there who would not do that, and not that it's. I guess not that it's a requirement if you can do both, but I think that's where the mama issues comes come in is where you're neglecting your home to take care of your mom. Um, I'm sorry, I've seen the little memes or whatever, but I think the wife comes first once you make that decision. I, I absolutely agree married. with that. And she she wasn't mad at me. At least she never expressed it to me. Who, me or your mom? My mom. Oh, no, my mom wasn't was mad at me. She completely understands, even to this day. Now, for me, the reason why I really honestly was shaky on still doing anything is because, one, I left my job where I was making all of that and to try to... And, and this was completely <laughs> a, a fucking bum fumble. Like, my goal at the time was to be with my family more often, but for some reason, we still ended up spending a whole year apart. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's another story. And... Um, I mean, it's just, it just was a tough thing for me on my end. I don't know what it was like for her to receive that information, but she found a way. She's made a way thus far, right? She's still surviving. Um, but I just I just don't know, like, 
you know, with her, it's weird because it's like she lives this life like she had like a bad hand. She has like zero confidence in herself. I really want that for her. And I was telling her today, mom, I was like, man, you know, like I didn't I didn't get my smarts from nowhere. Like I'm an intelligent guy. I know that I didn't get that from just out of thin air. And, you know, she has that. I met his dad, so. Man, I, I, you know, I don't know what my dad's academic um, life was like. Well, he's military. Yeah, he's military. Um, but his and whole I, thing is his whole thing is wit. He, yeah, my dad's, you did not get his wit. He's a witty guy. No, nah, I ain't get his wit. And, and that's how he survived is off his country. Yeah. But that's a whole nother. Yeah, thing. that motherfucker there, boy. <laughs> and look, he sell water so well. But you know, um, at the end of the end, I think that's so. Like when I look at my mom, she was with him. He went to the military. She went to college. Um, and a part of the reason why she left school was to kind of try to chase after him. I don't know why she liked that little red man so much. <laughs> but, you know, they went and got married, whatever. And here I am. And I just think, you know, like she looks at, she, she she's like, she made a mistake, but she never recovered from it. She never bounced back. And I'm trying to encourage her right now. I'm talking to her about it. I'm like, hey, I get it. You about to be 60. It sounds like a big number. But you can make these next, let's just say, 10 years mm-hmm. or five years, whatever. Make them more meaningful. Make a little bit more money for yourself. Set yourself up a little bit more, be- uh, a little bit better if you, you're not happy with what you're doing right now. And, I mean, she just looks at it like it's too late. Mm-hmm. I can't do anything further. And I'm like, you know, with technology and the way the world is now, you can still do something. And that sends such a message. Like, in CV's case, he's definitely an adult. But I'm pretty sure that had some impact on you coming up. Like, you saw that. I wanted to be the opposite. Yeah. Like, I, I always looked at that. I was just like, because for me, even still, like, I look at it like she had a support system. So, like, when she left college and everything, she came back home. She stayed with her mom. Mm-hmm. A great part of my life, I stayed with my grandparents. And, and we lived there. It's so. imperative to lean on that support system. Yeah, so if you got that, like, <laughs> if you got that, like, just go ahead and leverage that. Yeah. Like, when we, when we had our humbling experience and had to come back home and stay with family, Right. Like we leveraged that time and, you know, Nella B finished up her master's and, you know, we closed on our crib like we leveraged that time. Like we didn't just sit there on our hands and pout and say, oh, life is hard. Like you can't get in that rut. There and was so, pouting. There was pouting. There was pouting, but we were making moves. But it didn't moves. stop nothing, right? <laughs> yeah, it didn't stop no Exactly. And, and I think about that all the time with Captain Fresh, like. I want him to see us doing big things and I know for CV that's that's a huge deal as that's a father. A must. Yeah. That's a must. Because <laughs> I don't, like for me, like so within that love, that love bubble that I have for my mom and all the things that I want to do for her, there was a long time where I went with some resentment in my chest because I was walking around like, this nigga. Yes. And I, I looked at my mom and said, <laughs> this nigga. Because I was just like, yo, like, what the hell, man? Like, why don't you go up, get out, get something? Like, because I, you know, like, I mean, for real, like, you know, and I love her. I, I, but, you know, I looked at it and I was saying to myself, I was like, man, you know, I know people on age with me. Mm-hmm. And I, I met some of their mothers and fathers from, you know, middle class, upper middle class. And I'm like, they black. They got a little song song. Wait, what you doing? Like, so, you know, I got frustrated with that. So, like, it's a, there was a lot of emotions with my mommy issues. And I was just like, man, if you had done this, man, we could have been straight. You know what I mean? Because I ain't no lazy cat. So, like, if I had, like, a slightly better platform, God, oh, oh God, I don't even know where I would be at. You know what I mean? Like, like that'd be crazy. Because, like, one of the things, 
about my mom too is she's not really like she's not aggressive she's a very passive person really sweet soul she's a little bit of an introvert very much an introvert very yeah. passive and so you know my mom is not no nah, she's not she, <laughs> she, she she will if you make her mad she's gonna talk to the president of your company oh god and you know Several she's times. gonna get results <laughs> It's not a joke. I like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but my to mom, the president of South Carolina State, I just want to say I'm sorry. My mom would be like, you know, I'm going to take it to the Lord in prayer and it'll all work out. So, you know, like I wanted I wanted her to have that same tenacity. I wanted her to have some tenacity in life and, and, and really for her own benefit at this point because I don't need her to do anything for me. Now, would you say, because we could probably talk about this for yes, the Lord. next like 24 hours, but winding down would you say that becoming a parent helped you to get rid of some of that resentment it does um in a way i mean because the one thing is i i realize is that my job is to teach jackson how to get his own like it's not my job to like give him everything we want to give him the tools to Mm -hmm. succeed but we're not supposed to give him success because we can't create his success right my idea of success is different from his Like, he might be like, I'm going to be a happy, starving artist. <laughs> that could be it for him. Now, I know that my mom did not achieve her idea of success. She's not happy with what she's done. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's just say she was happy with what she had done. Mm-hmm. Then I would be like, okay, cool. That's what's up. I could maybe accept that a little bit better. But I feel like she feels like she's defeated. Mm-hmm. So, becoming a parent and, like, I'm learning about Jackson. Like, he loves music and just thinking about where wherever he may go with it. I'm trying not to build any expectation of what I'm going to have for him. Like, some people have a kid and be like, he's going to be a doctor, a lawyer, or an engineer. Right. No, I'm not going to put that on him. I want him to have his own idea of success. And then what I will do is give him the tools, thought processes to make sure that he can survive, get there, and thrive in that. Yeah. I will say, I will say, being a parent in that little incident <laughs> definitely helped me to release some of that resentment that I've carried because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm totally making this up as I go along. Yeah, yeah. And it's so funny, like, because I have people who will send me messages like, you know, um, Captain Fresh has his own Instagram page and they'll see stuff we do with him and they'll be like, I love the little gentleman that you're raising and you're doing such a great job and you're an amazing parent. And I'm like, why thank you because yeah. I'm totally making this up yeah, we winging totally, this shit. totally winging it and it, it made me think well if I'm winging it I'm pretty sure my mom was winging it you know like there are no instruction manuals like CV watched me give birth and I'm pretty sure no booklet came out afterwards right nah, so because nah. if it did I'd be pretty pissed off that he didn't give me that information but we're totally making this up as we go along and like CV said I you know another thing I prayed is that I, yeah, good here. I did pray about that. No, I did. <laughs> I'm not going to lie with some superficial <laughs> prayers going on. But um, I really, I always felt like my mom wasn't ready to let me go. And she wasn't ready to let my sister go. And so I prayed, let me, I have to realize that he is mine. He is of my flesh, but he does not belong to me. And ultimately, I have to give him the tools, like CV was saying, for him to go and live on his own. Um, my parents give me a hard time sometimes because we give Jack 
we let him make decisions. Do you want to do A or do you want to do B? And they're like, well, what you want him to do? That's what he going to do. And I'm like, nah, he's got to learn to make his own decisions. Because when he leave our house, we I plan on traveling. Like, <laughs> we going to be like, yo, we in Europe. What you want? Like, can't Man, help hey. you. He going to have to make some decisions. And so. Oh, we going to be when he turn. Well, hold on, we got to worry about Sev now, too. I don't know, but them I they see. on their own. I just want to get. I, no, we, we just got to get to a point where. Power couple status where we're we're still able to be young and then just take them little jokes. Speaking of power couples, we're looking for sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> we're not there yet. We got a long way to go, but you Y'all know, get in on the ground floor. That's all I'm saying. Hey, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but now you know one thing you did say um, kind of resonates too with me. Like I I think about like with my mom, and one other thing I realized is that I am as you know growing up. And looking at it from a parent's perspective, I am happy that um, they raised me with that warmth and that love. Mm-hmm. I've been, I'm, I'm super affectionate with Jackson. And it's, it's a really tough line because, like, as a, as a dad, I want him to be tough. But then, at the same time, I want him to be the emotionally intelligent He's kid. He's totally going to be the dad at graduation that was, like, kissing his son on the forehead and stuff. And he's like, dude, my girlfriend's standing right here. Like, I don't give a damn. <laughs> but no, like, I love I love, I love, love my son, and I want him to know that. Because, like I said, in my daddy issues um, joint, like, I really honestly don't, I don't want him to ever not know that I have, like, a level of affection for him. And and I want it to be so bold that there's no embarrassment behind it. Like, there should be no embarrassment behind me kissing my son on his forehead. I don't care if he's 18. He's not too cool for that. We're not too cool to show affection. And if you are, then you got a problem. And so, you know, that's one thing with my family. Like, my Uncle Pete... Message! Still, yeah, my Uncle Pete still comes and kisses me on the cheek. And that's... Mm-hmm. My family is... My Uncle Pete will tell you, him and his, his brother Lee... They are the minority in the family because mm-hmm. it's all women. He got a bunch of sisters. <laughs> and and one beautiful thing about that situation is that there's a lot of love. They come to the food. I mean, come to the table with mountains of food, and there's a lot of love poured into that. And every event, everybody's birthday gets celebrated mm-hmm. with a cake and your favorite foods, and it's, it looks like Thanksgiving. My family is not birthday people, so that's been very But that's hard just for birthdays. Me. We ain't even talk about major holidays. We so, ain't even talk about random Sundays. No, nah, random Sundays, yeah. In any case, guys. First Sunday, be blessed. Parenthood, motherhood especially. Like, I, you have to have the fathers, but I think the moms are really the the foundation no man y'all just happen to always have to have the kid well here's the here's the thing we're always gonna have a connection with our children that fathers don't have yeah. because I get an, a nine month head start you know okay um, can't argue that my voice is the first voice that Sev will hear and I I think that what we all need to realize as, as children, if you guys are struggling with any type of parent issue, mommy issues, daddy issues, as children, you need to realize they're doing the best they can. Um, and sometimes circumstances, just like we let things happen to us and, and they, they shape our lives, same things happen with our parents. They are not perfect. Parenting is a dirty job. <laughs> you have to get down and dirty. And good, bad, ugly whatever moms I love my mama yeah I do man moms are so necessary and 
I, I tell you, I don't me me and Pam, we we gets into it. But I don't know what I would do without her. I don't know. I don't neither. That's why I'd be like, man, shut up, man. Yeah. The, the moment I call that phone and she don't pick up, you best believe I'm hunting her ass down. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so. Be trying to act hard, but she's so. I do. I do. Moms are so necessary. When my mom called me, and when I call her, and she be like, baby, let me call you back. I'm doing something. I'm like, what could be more important? <laughs> Like what in the world? That, so she she spoiled too. She <laughs> she have all access passed to her mom. I'm absolutely spoiled. I'll tell y'all, I was four weeks pregnant. My mama ordered me a good amount of maternity clothes, and I ain't even start showing yet. So <laughs> exactly, um, I'm definitely spoiled. I love that woman to death, no matter what. So I don't know. I don't have anything else. I don't really have nothing else to say other than you know, um, uh, guys, you know show love to you know the mothers and that, that are in your lives like whether it's your sister you know your mother your your aunts your baby mama yeah your baby mama or mamas she gave you a gift yeah man and and if you are and you chose her <laughs> if you are an estranged father <clears throat> um just things to consider if you especially if you have a son that you know that you're not with all the time like consider the fact that that son may feel a burden to protect his mom because he doesn't see you doing it every day. Mm -hmm. Or consider the fact that that son may be like, all of the stuff that you're not giving to his mom, he's going to feel the burden that he has to make, he has to absolutely make it just to help her. You don't want that. Or you that know. daughter is feeling there's a void and she's looking for that somewhere. And, I mean, same goes for mothers because as much as moms don't want to think about it there are estranged mothers out there and if you're not around your son you're the first person to really teach him how to love and how to treat other women and he's just gonna be smashing everybody yeah so think about that we do that, that anyway though yeah, they, they do that anyway but like you know it's probably multiplied but yeah you probably multiplied <laughs> what they said about tree Oh, Lord. Anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hope this episode ain't too heavy. I, yeah, I hope it's not too heavy. We like to, you know, put some, what they say, righteousness and ratchetness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we like the duality. But again, I'm so grateful that I've been able to share with you guys that we are having a baby and expanding our family. Yeah, man. Shout out to Sev, man. And um, hey, we here, man. We here. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to another episode of We Here, Man. We're going to continue bringing you new content each and every week, but we want you guys to join the conversation. So download Anchor.fm, available in iTunes and Google Play. Also, hit that subscribe button in your Apple or Google Play podcast store. I want you to give us the stars, give us the likes if you like it. And like Mama said, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. In other words, don't give us one star, y'all. Thank you for listening again, and we definitely appreciate your air and won't take it for granted.